All right. Thanks for tuning in, guys. I believe this is my 16th episode of The Sober Fix. And I want to look at how many days I have today. Let's see. Three years, five months, 24 days, or 1,272 days. And I've said it before, but this is by far the longest amount of time I've ever had. And I was always one of those people that I just, I always wanted to get to a year, but I, I could never understand. I would go to, you know, 12 step meetings and I'd see people get up and, and take these birthdays and talk about how they had years of sobriety. And I just, I couldn't grasp that. I didn't understand how people were able to go years without drinking or using something. It was such a foreign concept to me. I didn't understand it. I would go to rehab and, you know, I was trying hard and uh, I'd feel good in rehab and I'd, I'd have a little bit of hope and I'd, I'd think that I was going to do things different and, and I'd get out and I always had these goals of, you know, getting a job and and working hard and, and going back to the gym and staying healthy. And one thing I never really did though, is I never fully dove in to a recovery program. Like I was never all in. I was the guy that when things got kind of rough and I was trying to get away from the drugs, I'd go to AA meetings or I'd go to NA meetings. There was always an appeal to me at those meetings, and I didn't know really what it was. I could never put a finger on it. I think now looking back, it was, you know, I was finally in a room full of people that understood. Because for so long, I would always be getting lectured by people who were non-alcoholics, non-drug addicts. And there's a huge disconnect there. I remember sitting down with family, and they're asking you know, how do you, how do you get out of jail and and go straight to the drugs when you got arrested for possession or, you know, we see you detox and we see you go through just like 10 to seven days, 10 days, two weeks, however long the run has been. And we see you go through that and we see how miserable it is. You know, you're throwing up, you have the chills, sweats, can't sleep for days worst anxiety we've ever seen you have and we've seen you with anxiety before and and you finally come out of it it's like you start eating you finally start getting some sleep and next thing you know a few days later you are right back into what just puts you through a living hell for that period of time during detox And, and it used to scare me too because it was hard to get through those cold turkey detoxes. Like it, it took everything in me, not only physically, it was super hard physically, but mentally as well, it was very draining. And I remember I, there were so many times where, where I would give up and I'd say, you know what, I, I can't do this. And, and although continuing drugs at this point is going to just result in the end in me detoxing even harder. At least I don't have to deal with it right now. And I think that's what's so hard about getting through some of the opiate withdrawals in particular 
is however pain how however painful and how much it hurts or is hurting at the time you're only a call away from from going right back to feeling normal or my idea of normal and so i think that's what was so hard and, and can be so hard for people who are detoxing anything really but especially opiates is it's hard to get through that week it's because you just know like you're in misery and, and your head is running and you're so anxious and you just feel so terrible and you know that you're a call away from changing that and i can get through like the first couple days you know because normally like the first day it's like i haven't been sleeping a lot a lot of times i was doing uppers as well and so the first day coming off stuff for me was normally pretty easy because I just caught up on sleep. I would just sleep the entire time. I remember sleeping like full days in a row, sometimes multiple days in a row. And then it's like you wake up and you can't sleep anymore and you, and, and your legs are just, you got that restless leg syndrome, which I hated too. And it's, it's like, I know I could change this. I know I can fix this. Let me just, I'll deal with it later. And that was kind of, that was really the motto for me for years, which kept me in addiction, was just putting stuff off. It's like, I, I know I need to get sober. I know that there's not much of a life with using drugs and alcohol at the levels that I was using them. But at the same time, I don't want to deal with it right now. You know, everything was based off of let's get high now let's worry about it later to the point where i could have had an, an important court date the next day you know or my freedom was at risk but that doesn't matter what nothing in addiction for me tomorrow never mattered it's it's all about right now and it's different today. I love how, like, I don't have to trade in. I've heard the saying, I don't have to get a nickel today when I can get a dime tomorrow. And it's like, just the idea of, like, I don't need a quick fix today. Like, there's better things to come if I hold off. And another thing, too, is I was, which isn't a reality, but I was always trying to control how I felt. And, and drugs gave me that illusion. They gave me the illusion that you could feel good at all times. And it's a facade. Like, we're not meant to feel good all the time. Like, we don't have the power over that. And in the beginning, it's like, I could read, like, before I had these huge tolerances to stuff, it's like, I could feel good. I, I could in the beginning temporarily control how I felt at all times, as long as I had enough stuff on me. But towards the end, it's like, I couldn't even reach that point anymore. It's like, now I'm like living this terrible life. I'm lying to everyone. I have no character, no trust. If I say I'm going to be somewhere, odds on, I'm not going to be there. You know, because I have all I make all these plans when I'm loaded and drunk, but do I ever want to follow through the next day when the alcohol wears off? No. Can't tell you how many things I committed to and just could never make it. It was just a constant flake. 
and, and that's a quality in people that I don't like today, you know, and I, and, and it, it bothers me that I was always like that. You know, you could not count on me for anything. It's like flash, you know, fast forward to today, you know, 1272 days. It's like, that is different. It's, it's not like that today. If I, if I say I'm going to, and I, and I make this a point in sobriety and I think this is important to really make a point to do the opposite. So if I go back and I look at my history and drug addiction, if my reliability was terrible, that's an ideal that I'm working towards being a reliable person. That's something I put emphasis on today in my recovery. You know, that's how I change. It's, it's not, it's not always an overnight thing. You know, if I, if, if I look back on my past and I feel like I was an asshole in most of my relationships, like, okay, like this past behavior and the past that went on, like it doesn't have to just be used against us by our own head to make us feel like shit. Like we could use it as experience and change it, but I don't have an excuse today. It's like, I, I, I can't continue the same old behaviors and just say, Oh, well, at least I'm sober today. You know, like that doesn't cut it. Like there's no excuse for it anymore. So as I look back and, you know, just one area, for example, relationships, like if, if I wasn't a good friend, if I wasn't a good boyfriend, whatever, like that's something I can change today. I form an ideal out of it to be a much better friend, to be a much better boyfriend. And I work towards it. And so instead of the past just being something that drags me down, now it's just experience I can use to change and, and things that I can use to grow towards. I want to read real quick. This is from NA just for today. And it's called 30 Day Wonder. When we first begin to enjoy relief from our addiction, we run the risk of assuming control of our lives again. We forget the agony and pain that we have known. And that's from the basic text, page 50. Many of us have been 30 day wonders. We were desperate and dying when we showed up at our first NA meeting. We identified with the addicts we met there and the message they shared. With their support, we were finally able to stop using and catch a free breath. For the first time in a long, long time, we felt at home. Overnight, our lives were transformed. We walked, talked, ate, drank, slept, and dreamed Narcotics Anonymous. And this isn't true for everyone. This isn't going to relate to everyone. I've said it before. It's like I got sober going to NAAA meetings. They've helped me out a lot. But I don't believe they're for everyone. I'm not one of those people that got sober in 12 step meetings and just believes like, Hey, you need to do it this way. Or like, you're never going to get sober. No, I, I'm not going to believe that, you know, it's worked for me. It's worked for a ton of other people. I think it's an amazing program of recovery. A lot of these 12 step based programs, I'm, I'm all for it, completely supportive of it. But I think that if, you know, if there's another way that you get sober that works better for you and, and helps you live the life that you want to live and 
and you're able to stay off the drugs, then like kudos to you, you know, like who am I to say like, oh, you can only get sober this way. I can share my experience honestly and openly with others and and try and help them. But it's like, they're going to find their own path, you know. And I've talked to different people that have gone sober in different ways and, and they're happy. I don't think there's only one way to get sober. I don't think there's only one program to get sober. I think that a lot of these sobriety different journeys and routes that you can take incorporate a lot of the same things. You know, I don't care how you get sober. It's, it's just the fact that you do, you know, if you're struggling and, and, and you need the help. And I think what all any way of getting sober has in common is that you don't have to do it alone. I want to continue on with this it says then narcotics anonymous lost its novelty and we could just replace that with then recovery lost its novelty meetings that had been a thrill became monotonous our wonderful na friends became bores their uplifting na talk drivel or drivel when our former friends called inviting us back for some of the old fun we kissed our recovery goodbye And I could relate to this. I think this, if there's anything that I can get across to someone that is new in recovery, there's a few things, but one of the main things for me was just accepting that it's never going to get better. Like I am never going to be able to successfully use drugs or control the amount that I drink. That is a reality for me. Years of experience and research has shown it on my end. When I mean research, I mean years of trying it on my own to control my drinking. You know, I found that when I was controlling it, I wasn't enjoying it. When I was enjoying it, I wasn't controlling it. You know, I'm an alcoholic. That's not going to change. But I think there is an illusion. Like, I, I don't think we would relapse I think when we really understand this, and I mean, like, honestly, to our core, like, because it doesn't matter what we tell other people. We can go to meetings, we can take dirty chips, or we let's say we don't go to meetings, and we can we just see family members or friends, and we can tell them some amount of time that we have that we don't have, whatever, like, maybe they're going to believe us, maybe they're not. But at the end of the day, like, it's me I have to live with. It's it's my own head. Like as I go home at night, I'm trying to fall asleep. Like I'm not fooling anyone when it comes to recovery. You know, like if I'm lying about about clean time or stuff like that, like it's only hurting me because in the end, it's like it to my to thine own self be true. Like I've got to get honest with myself. And I always thought. I don't know. I just always thought that uh, as I went into a relapse or continued to drink, I guess there was just some small like delusion or illusion that I'd be able to successfully drink. That, that maybe this time I can have a few drinks. Or at least the idea that like 
it's not going to turn into a complete wreck. But even though it does every time, it's like I'm never able to like fully control it. Like I have this idea that like the the relapse is not going to be as bad as as it's been in the past. But the thing is, is like it was always bad. Like towards the end, I was ne- there wasn't even a night like I had no more like small examples of maybe one night here and there where it was like okay like that was cool like we went out i had a few drinks i decided like i didn't want to drink anymore and like i went home like i didn't have any of that experience none i mean maybe in the very beginning and i and i held on to that forever but i was never really able to control it and then it for this reading it's like I get a taste of recovery. It starts to feel good. I get, I, I feel better physically, you know, and I start to get a little bit of excitement over recovery and it's like, man, like I'm waking up without hangovers and like, I'm not going through detox and I'm not sitting in, in another rehab starting all over again. You know, it's like, um, and people aren't all pissed off at me. Like they're willing to talk to me. They realize like I'm sober, like coming out of the fog, a little bit clear headed, you know, start to feel like more positive about everything and, and, and start to be a lot easier to be around. And then it starts, you know, and I, and I love that they call this the 30 day wonders because I think they're, I, I can only speak on this because I was a 30-day wonder many times. The majority of the time I tried to get sober in the beginning, I couldn't, I couldn't even make it 30 days. There's no way. But when I finally started to be able to make it to 30 days, it's so crazy how my mind works. And I, and I think that it's similar for every alcoholic that has the, the obsession of the mind. It's crazy how all of a sudden I'm like, I'm feeling so good and I'm so excited to finally be getting sober. And I know that this is what I've been trying to do for so long. And, and I know that if I'm ever going to have somewhat of a decent life and be able to accomplish some of my goals in life, that I have to be sober. Like, I realize that. I realize that early on doesn't mean I was willing to do anything about it. But I finally started to realize that. But it's interesting because after those 30 days, you know, and it mentions the friends that we were having fun with and, you know, we were having good times at the meetings and enjoying the NA talk. And it's like, all of a sudden, like, I'm sitting in a meeting and I'm like, man, like, I'm tired of talking about this shit. Like, I'm tired of doing these readings. I'm tired of like spending most of my time at these meetings. Like, I I could be out like, like I owe a lot of money everywhere. Like I could be at least like working and, and making some money, you know, and like catching up in life. And, you know, I need a car. Like I should be working and like getting a car, you know, and, and all of a sudden it's, it, it's just not all that it was cracked up to be, you know, the first few weeks I, I was feeling better physically each day. And, after about 30 days, it's like the excitement for me would just leave. 
And then, of course, and it mentions at the end of this, then the, the excitement about the old friends calling. You know, it's like 30 days and I'm, I'm kind of starting to get tired of recovery. And the phone starts ringing. And these old friends that I used to drink and use with, hey, man, where you been? Like, dude, you've like, what's up? You just like went dark. You haven't been around like no one's seen you. We've been asking around like, uh, what are you been up to, man? You know, and sometimes I would tell, hey, yeah, you know, I got sober, I got 30 days, this and that. Oh, good for you, dude, that's awesome, good for you. Like, hey, you want to meet up? <laughs> and at that point, it's like I haven't been sober long enough to really enjoy, like, the gifts of sobriety. Like, I don't I don't have a firm foundation. I don't have a, a program, and I'm not saying just AA or NA, like any type of recovery program. I have don't really have much defense against that first drink. I haven't been sober long enough to really change, at least put in like, because for me, the change has always taken like, it's taken a little bit. I've had to like change my actions over periods of time which has changed the results in my life in a positive way, which then starts to change my thinking and my attitudes over time. But at 30 days, like I was just coming out of the fog. Like I hadn't made those full changes yet. It hadn't been long enough for me. And I'm not knocking someone at 30 days. Sometimes you see people at 30 days that have made tremendous changes. But for me at 30 days, because I, you know, I was starting so low, I'd been drinking and using for a while and was going so hard at it. It's like 30 days, I was almost still detoxing. You know, and I get that call to hang out with old friends and, and I just, I, I, I'm not firmly planted in the ground enough. I don't have enough defense. Like I've maybe gone to detox maybe i've like met a couple like cool people at a meeting i've i've read the book or at least heard some of the book at meetings i've heard some really good shares i've i've been able to get a little bit of hope but i find that as i go back into that old environment with the same people it's like i just don't stand a chance because that obsessing mind that is always trying to find a way to take me to the next drink, the best thing I can do for the disease is put myself right back in the same old position with the same people at only 30 days sober. And oftentimes for me, it's and my head will tell me, it's going to tell me the opposite. It's going to tell me that... Um, that I feel so good, you know, and I don't want to go back to that crap. And like, I find, you know, I finally got through detox and I finally am looking a little bit better and, and finally feeling a little bit better, you know, and, um, but you know, those are cool friends. Like it wasn't all just about the drugs and drinking like the, You know, those are, those are cool friends and, and I enjoy being around them and like, and I can go there and like, I don't have to get high with them. You know, I could hang out and let them know that I feel good, you know, and of course, the classic like lie from the disease as well is like, hey, maybe like I could help them out, you know, maybe they'll see like 
that I'm doing better, you know, and maybe they'll decide, Hey man, like I want to get involved in this recovery stuff too. But the thing is, is like, I don't, I don't understand what I'm walking into. Like, I don't understand that I stand absolutely no chance in that environment. Cause oftentimes I'm going to walk in and they're going to be drinking and enjoying themselves. And, and I'm going to feel like I'm missing out. When I start to feel down and that I'm missing out, you know, I'm going to start to feel sorry for myself and I'm going to start to think like, Hey, how come they get to, how come they can enjoy this? You know? And why do I have to be the one that's like not able to like handle and enjoy alcohol or, or, you know, getting high here and there? Why do they get to enjoy it? You know? And I don't, you know, maybe I just went and then I start to rationalize myself. Maybe it's like, Maybe I just got too caught up, you know, maybe I was just too, doing a little too much of the hard stuff, you know. Maybe now that I've had a little bit of a break, maybe it'd be different. You know, I just need to change the combination or, or, or you know, just I, I need to have some self-control, you know, everyone. That's not drug addicts or alcoholics, <clears throat> excuse me, have been telling me that that I need to have more self-control or self-will for years, you know, maybe that's what I need. And so I go into these situations and, and I hang out with the old friends. And for years I didn't realize going into the situation. And sometimes it was, it was actually seemed pretty innocent. You know, I've talked about going to the pool hall for a couple beers, you know, I never realized that those couple beers for me meant full on alcoholism and which turns for me into the hard drugs as well. Never understood that. Never put two and two together. Never realized I was waking up the same beast, whether it was drugs or alcohol. Never realized that eventually those two roads meet no matter what for me. And it doesn't even matter if I just stay on the alcohol, it's going to cause just as much a problem as the drugs eventually too, because I'm doing it alcoholically. I'm trying to escape something. I'm trying to be a part of something. I'm trying to feel more connected, more whole in some way. Never been able to fully describe it. Always felt that there was just something missing. But for whatever reason, I always found what was missing in the bottle or the needle or what or the pill, whatever it is. Just wired differently. You know, for most people that a couple beers just means a better time socially and and some fun and relaxation whatever whatever the case may be but for me it's serious for me it's it, it goes until you know i've died before it goes and it can go until death you know but i realized today that that i can't fall for that and for anyone that ever listens to this in early recovery, it's like, you got to be careful. You, you be very careful about going back to the same crowd too quick. Be very careful. And it's hard. I've, I've done it a million times. It took me a long time and, and a lot of painful de decisions to really realize that. You know, because... Like this reading said, it's like once I start getting, once I start getting tired of, of recovery or whatever little sobriety I have, it, it's easy to take that call and go see those old friends. It's super easy. 
and I'm lucky if I ever make it back. That's what I realized today is like, I'm lucky I made it back. And my head will tell me, yeah, but you wasted a bunch of years, you know, and you made all these bad decisions and, and you almost died and you overdosed and, you know, it's going to bring up whatever it can to try and get me to feel bad. But at the end of the day, it's like, I've got to combat that with like, no, you know what? Like, I'm very lucky I made it into recovery because there are plenty of people that have had a taste of recovery and went out and never make it back. I mean, we hear stories all the time. That's one thing that sucks is like, you get to know all these cool people in recovery, you know, badass people that are really talented in so many different ways. And you know, they just think that they can go out for one more. They assume they're going to make it back. You know, you hear a lot, just, just come back. It's like, we don't always have that option. And it's easy to forget how serious of an errand we're really on. You know, when I realized it was life and death for me, I started to take it very seriously. And it sucks that it has to come to that point sometimes, but for me it did. And so now I just, anytime I am starting to get down or starting to to feel like I'm not accomplishing enough or whatever, whenever that negative voice is speaking, I've got to remember, look, you're lucky to be in recovery today. You are lucky to be sober and you need to be grateful for it. As long as I stay grateful for it, I'm good. So that's all I got for today. I hope everyone has an amazing week. I hope recovery is treating you well. Keep taking it a day at a time, sometimes a minute at a time, a second at a time if you have to.